So, good, good oh. evening, everyone. Welcome to the, uh, let's see, February 2022 edition of the Fantasy Book Club, brought to you by yours truly, Julia, and Accessible World. Um, thank you, everyone, for coming. I'm glad the meeting is back in session. We had a nice break, but it's nice to be back. Um, I had all these books prepared, and then I, like, forgot them. I'll probably just send out a list or something <laughs> at this point. I read so many books. Um, but I guess Bob will start since he's the host and he doesn't usually read fantasy. <laughs> so I'm very anxious to see what he read. Yes. It's called How to Stop Time. I don't, you guys probably have all read it. Matthew Haig, and I think it's DB50183, and I'm not finished with it. But it's a unique disease. Uh, the star, Tom, I guess his name is, has lived three or 400 years. He has this disease called a gerion or something. And uh, you see how his mother, for example, in 1599, when he was a young boy, was accused of being a witch, and they, they uh, killed her. You know, if if she'd have drowned, she'd have been innocent, uh, if I got it right. And if she um, came up, uh, they would have hung both of them they, they, or something like that. I forget how it went, but it was terrible. And then he's meeting different people along the way, but he really wants to get an ordinary life. Right now, he's a teacher in London, and it's about I, in the 1900s. So I enjoy it, and I, um, I just happened to stumble on it, and... Uh, that's my story. I haven't finished it, so I can't tell you it's great or bad. I just like it's holding my attention. Thank you. Is that a bard book? Yes. Okay. Yeah, 50183. I think I'm right on that. Matthew Haig, H A G U E, I believe. Mm -hmm. Okay, let me mute and get out of your way here, and uh, you can have a good time. Sounds familiar. I think I might have read it a long time ago, but I'm not sure if that's the same book or if it's another version of the same thing. So I'll have to go look it up. That sounds vaguely like familiar. <laughs> yeah. Well, you sound weird through your mic thingy. <laughs> oh, the the headphones I'm on are really, really good for audio, but apparently not so great for microphones. So if it's bothering anybody, let me know okay. and I can you know I switch to my AirPods. Okay. Hi, everyone. This is Remy. He's one of my really good friends. We don't talk very much, but when we do, we have lots of fun conversations. So it's good to... We've known each other longer than we haven't. Group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> we were boyfriend and girlfriend way back when we were kids. So <laughs> fun times. Uh, so I don't know who wants to go first here. We have a nice group of people. Almost back to four. Gretchen shows up. We'll be back to four again. I know there's four with Phoebe and Marshall. I can't do math. <laughs> you can go back to elementary school with a six-year-old. <laughs> That's really sad. Okay. Um, any volunteers? Uh, sure. I guess I can. I guess I can go speak. Go ahead and start. Then I suppose if nobody else has one off the top of their head. Okay. So the most fantasy thing that I've read recently is called The Last Hunter. It's by Jeremy Robinson, who's honestly done tons of things. Um, but it basically takes place in anywhere from the earth. It is, it's more like urban fantasy, I guess, to a point, because it takes place in the, uh, the early or the mid 80s to present day. And it's about a, a young boy. He's actually, he's born in Ar uh, Antarctica. He's the first child of uh, I don't know how this works, but he is the first child officially born in Antarctica, and he is basically bound to the land, so he does not feel cold. And he goes to Antarctica to the place of his birth on a like an a, on like a archaeological ex expedition with some family friends, and he ends up actually getting kidnapped by basically people who live in the depths of Antarctica as or like a, a hunter society. Basically the premise of it is um, it's, it, it draws a lot from like uh, uh, apocryphal Christian uh, uh, origins where the angels of like the basically angels or demons of, of God, they basically it's the story of the Nephilim who uh, basically the angels who mated with human women 
and they basically fired oh, yeah. basically the uh, well, basically giants who actually also happen to be the pantheon of other gods and goddesses that exist throughout history. So like uh, the Romans, the Greeks, uh, the Egyptians, all of those are basically um, descended from the Nephilim. So it's, it's kind of an interesting story. It's, it was nice because it's three novels and they actually came nicely packed together in a single volume on Audible. So I only had to buy it once. That was nice. Um, and yeah, no, it was, it was really good. It was, it was interesting. It's basically about him being completely brainwashed by the society into being their their hunter, who is both supposed to be the vessel for like the very first Nephilim, who is currently locked away in Tartarus. And it's about how he, you know, he he is his struggle to try to break out of that life and to try to basically be everything they don't want him to be. So it was it was interesting and. Yeah. The uh, the magic system. Well, there's not much magic. I wouldn't say there's a magic system, but um, there is like his his ability is basically to control all aspects of the weather, but only when he's in on that continent. So he's able to control the ice, the water, the air, all of those things. And yeah, no, it was it was interesting. It's it's not something I probably would have normally read unless it had been, either been an audible daily deal or if it had been a uh, a book that had been, you know, been compiled together. That sounds really cool. Yeah, that was, yeah I had this idea good. for. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Remember that that little fantasy blurb I shared with you a long time ago? Was my idea about heaven and like the nephilim, but they were like just straight up half angels and humans. I never did. I do that. actually. I believe it or not, I think I still, <laughs> I think I still even have it. To be honest, I think it might still be oh, in my cool. computer somewhere. You could send it to me because I don't know where. <laughs> I probably could. I, I'm pretty sure I still have it. I think I do anyway. It had all those names. Yeah, and you were like, well, I can understand why you did that, but that's really kind of confusing. <laughs> remember it super well, but I definitely do remember reading it. And I'm pretty, like I said, I'm pretty sure I still have it. That's really cool. I should send you all my writing. <laughs> you don't lose it. <laughs> I do tend to keep people's stuff locked away. It's all organized. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's kind of mildly related. Um, I guess I'll go next. Uh, the book I read, my latest author, who I'm quite obsessed with, I loved everything she's read. She's written a bunch of stuff on Bar, except for her latest ones on Audible. But Paula Braxton, she has two different series I guess they're series one of them is more of a series than the other ones but um the book I'm I guess I'll tell you about the two series the one that the one that's a real series is called it starts with the little shop of found things and she goes back in time to different eras to like help you know fix things that are wrong and they're just day-to-day people they're not like big historical events um but what happens is they they open this little antique antique shop her and her mom uh, Zany or Zanthi? Yeah, some bizarre name. <laughs> um, and then her, I think her mother's name is Flora. At least that's sort of normal. <laughs> I don't know where she got Zanthi from, but um, great to have normal names in fantasy books, but it's kind of refreshing. Usually there's something I can't pronounce. I'm like, the elf dude. <laughs> yeah, that only works when there's specific people, so. Yeah, otherwise it's like... <laughs> How many imposter reasons so does they actually need? Yeah, right? Apparently five. Special. Looks like an ellipsis. Um, so they open this shop and she she has this um gift of psychometry, but it's I would say it's a bit different than traditional psychometry because normally you just like you get pictures and images and the history of things, but like she actually travels back in time to where these objects originated, which would be cool, but yeah, <laughs> not part of my, uh, my psychometry set. Let's put it that way. <laughs> That'd be kind of disturbing. I don't think I'd want to be a blindie in 1605. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't go very well. But, yeah. <laughs> probably get sacrificed as a witch or something. Yeah. Right. going <laughs> to be a beggar or something. That'd be bad. <laughs> But anyway, so the first book, she goes back to 1605. And I don't 
really want to give it away. I just really like the series and like the two books are kind of connected. And then I think, well, the three books, I guess, because no, that one's an 18. Okay. They're yeah. The two books are more connected than book three. Like she still has the villain, but she goes to a different time period. And I haven't read the, the fourth one, but that's, I just love time travel books. So I'm happy. Um, and I haven't started the second one yet because I'm like, there's only two more to go. I have to save them for when I can't find anything else to read because <laughs> you know that's going to be next month. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then the other series is more of a like different witches. The first one I read is called Midnight Witch. And these aren't time travel, but it's interesting because it was set in the first, right before the First World War. And I haven't read a lot of books set in that era. It was interesting to have the magic like interspersed with that era and like um what is her name? Oh my gosh. You're just so good with names. Yeah, I, yeah don't feel too bad. I had to look it up. Brand. I had to look my stuff up before I started too. <laughs> she falls in love with an artist who's a non witch and then she has to decide like she's engaged to a witch that she's known all her life named Louie. I can remember everybody else's name but her name. <laughs> um and her brother's a, an opium addict, and it's it's, it's good. I'm 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 doing a lou- lousy synopsis, but <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to kind of give us. I I feel the same way when I was talking about mine. Like it's so much better than I'm actually talking about. Yeah, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it sounds interesting though. Characters. <laughs> I've always really enjoyed like fantasy based in the real world a lot more than you know, the usual sword and sorcery stuff. I mean, I enjoy that too, but I, I definitely enjoy the real world fantasy quite a bit as well. So yeah, it's interesting. Are we ever going to read your fantasy books for book club? Mine? Oh gosh. Ah, one day, <laughs> one day when I actually finish them. One day. There's one day when coming. like, 60 years old. <laughs> Gosh, I hope it doesn't take that long. Well, Terry yeah. Goodkind started writing when he was 40, so I don't feel too bad. And he got very popular. Yeah. So I don't feel too bad. Hey, there's hope for me. <laughs> they're, they're, they're coming along. Okay, I haven't, I haven't given up on them, so. Yeah, I'm slowly writing my... I, this trial scene just keeps evolving because I'm writing it with my boyfriend and I keep proofreading is like, well, you need to add this because this isn't clear. And it's like, Oh, that's why you're the editorial person. <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to do that all the time. That's, that's one of the reasons I didn't write as much because I kept writing it and then rewriting it. Finally, I decided, you know what? I just need to stop worrying about the editing and just get the story down <laughs> yeah. and then worry about it later. That's, your, right. your first draft is going to suck. That's just the way it is. And that's okay. <laughs> I just want to get all the ideas down and then I'll have to like do some serious world building because I have to figure out like what time period I want to set in and how much I want to draw from the real world and how much like it's going to be like your typical medieval, but I want to make it like, you know, like my own. And so I have to decide how I'm going to do that. <laughs> but that's complicated because it's going to be a whole big, long series. So that involves more world building. Just as one off. Very good. I guess it's down to Phoebe and Marshall. Um, okay. I guess I can go next. Um, so Okay. Okay. Uh I guess I'll talk about um Piranesi by Susanna Clark, which is um it's uh it's on Bard also, so um and it's a standalone book. Um, it's about a guy who is called Piranesi, although he's pretty sure that's not his real name. Um, but um, he lives in this um, giant house, which is like the house is um, basically the entire world is this one house and um he lives there and um just his daily life is just basically exploring the house and um like he likes to feed some the birds um because the house is like 
filled with um, statues and birds. And um, in like the lower levels of the house, there's this ocean with uh, fish and stuff um, also. And, um, but anyway, his, basically he uh, spends his days exploring the house and um, also taking care of some uh, like, human remains I guess um, other than him there's only one other human uh, in the house or living human anyway and um, there are a few uh, skeletons uh, in different parts of the house that he takes care of also as just like uh, you know like a memorial kind of thing um, and uh, the story kind of starts with uh, when he notices signs of another a new uh, living person in the house and um, the book is not really action packed uh, it's more like a mystery kind of thing as um Piranesi tries to figure out what's going on um, as like, it's pretty obvious to the reader that um, there's something wrong with his mind that like, there's more going on. Um, that's um, obviously um, not normal. And um, anyway, the plot is just him trying to figure out uh what's going on and you know he uh as he interacts with um the other person in the house um it's you know kind of obvious that well that this other person is hiding things from him and so the uh the story is about him just figuring things out and um, so it's pretty short, um, only, well, less than eight hours, I think. Oh, that is really short. That's interesting, yeah. though. Yeah. I like, the, I, like the, I like the psychological aspect of it. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it sounds interesting. I like it's a nice um, setting. The, yeah, the setting's pretty, um, like, a big part of it is, you know, um, the setting with all the statues and um, stuff feels like um, it's kind of like intellectual, I guess. I know as I was reading it, I kept feeling like there was a bunch of symbolism that was probably going over my head, but (laughs) sometimes a duck is just a duck. Don't worry about it. Yeah, (laughs) I guess. Um, Yeah. It's a, like enjoyable, but um, not exactly exciting. Oh, enjoyable is all you really need in a good story. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> anyway, other cool. than that, I did read some other stuff, but none of it was, um, yeah, none of it was very good. <laughs> So, oh, okay. <laughs> that sucks. Did you read anything, Marshall? Yeah, I did. Can you hear me? Yep. Yes. Okay. Uh, I decided to reread with great reluctance the Wheel of Time series. Um, which was written by, <clears throat> oh, I can't even remember it, Robert Jordan. Robert Jordan yep. and Brandon Patterson. Yep. And I wish I could talk to the guy because I would like to know how he managed to keep things straight over the <laughs> 10 volumes he wrote before he died. Oh, I'm and sure left. he had notes, tons of sheets and spreadsheets yeah. and notes. And <laughs> yeah. Probably fact checkers that he's hired to double check his work. Take 
This did not happen in book three. But uh, <laughs> it basically starts out with these five, I don't want to call them kids. I'd say they were, oh, in their early 20s. Three boys and two women who are taken out of this small village by a witch and her guardian. And it follows their adventures and what happens to them through many, many adventures. <clears throat> and they're basically the primary character is Randall Thorne. Uh, who is the dragon reborn and he is the one of the primary characters he's going in to kill off evil in this world and it describes their adventures uh, as they travel throughout this world but just the amount of information that he has that the author had to keep track of is amazing um, are these long books? I've, I've, it's one of those series that I've always kind of wanted to read, but I've never really gotten into just because it seems so staggering. They I'm get, yeah. they get longer as he, the further along you get. Yeah, every time he writes a new book for people, not all the people who haven't read it yet. Like, this is what happens. <laughs> well. And you, you do have to devote a fair amount of information or take notes because literally, you know, characters pop up and there aren't that many that stay through the whole series, but it's really hard to keep track of them. And then, and as you get closer to the end, the books get longer. Oh. Uh, they're up to 600 pages in the last four books. That's how I wonder how they were even able to. You must have written out the plot as an outline, but even that would would have been enormous. Because uh, there are 13 books in the series. And I can't remember all of the titles. Uh, that's what Google's for. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're all on Bard. So if you look up the Wheel of Time on Bard, it'll actually bring up the 13 books in the series. And then there's one that takes place prior to the series, a prequel. Thing. Oh, my gosh. Because, of course, there is. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's also a TV series now, too. I think it'd have been better if oh, you it. Oh, it is? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, it's on Amazon yeah. Prime. It just came out. What came out? Oh, cool. Uh, the Wheel of Time, Wheel of Time is now a TV series on Amazon Prime. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I don't see how they could do it in a TV series, but maybe I'll look well, it up. Yeah. Wow. They'll, probably, they'll probably give up after a couple of seasons, after the first or second book is done. Either way, it's a better idea than a movie, that's for sure. Well... <laughs> The movie I wish they'd come up with is, are the Dragon Riders of Pern. I would really. Oh, like I know. I, I agree. I don't know why those hadn't been made into movies years ago. That would be good well, movie. They, I heard a rumor they were doing it, but. Well, I'm like the literally the one person I've ever met who's never read that series, so that's one of those. Ones <laughs> that's fine. It starts well, out good, and then like it just sort of pales. So yeah, I, I think that's they, because yeah. He just, I think it got, I think it ran away with him. I just yeah. think he couldn't figure out how to stop. Right. Uh, I think he said, like, she tried to stop with all the weirds of Pern, which makes sense. But, and then, like, you said her fans wanted her to keep going. So, like, so then it probably started to get old because she well, ran I out of things. I, I think she got tired. Right. And then, right. then her son took over the series. Yeah, and then it got really weird. Like, there was all these flashbacks and stuff. Well, it was all time jumping. travel. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And in <laughs> fact, her daughter wrote, rewrote one of them and put it, brought, it out as, brought it out as a new book. But it was just kind of a rewrite of the, 
the dragon drums. Oh, um, yeah. I, I, so that's not a continuation? Because it sounded like it was like a sequel. It's supposed it was... to be, but it's just a... I got the impression it was more a rewrite of the dragon drums. Huh. Uh, oh, that's lousy. Okay, I won't bother reading that. I was looking forward to reading it. So. Well, <laughs> you know, it's kind of up to you. Maybe I'm, I'm misinterpreting it, but... You know, I've reread the dra the Dragon Rider series, with the exception of uh, there's one book I don't like in it very much. I think it's the Renegades of Pern. Oh, okay, but, I don't. I may have read that. But... Well, the problem is you the way she interweaves the stories. You do have to reread them kind of in the order in the right order yeah uh, but when her son started writing him he tried to do everything with time travel on all of this stuff and i just even i got confused you gotta be very very talented to make time travel actually work well yeah well, and there was so many different, it wasn't just like one instance, it was like four or five or six, it was just kind of crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, you know, I think when her son took over the meat, he just couldn't figure out how to do, because you had people and they were jumping back and forth in time and got it got really confusing. And I wish she never even tried to write the Acorna series. I think that was. Uh, I think if she that was all Anne McCaffrey, though, wasn't it? That was that was all Anne McCaffrey. I don't think she ever. Yeah, right, right. But I didn't like those series. That series very much. Was that the space oh, okay. unicorn thing? Yeah, the girl. Yeah, the girl had okay. a horn. Right. Um, I read them at one point, but I don't feel like I need to read them again. So, well, you know, I liked them when I read them, but I don't really feel like I ever need to read them again. So, she wrote a she wrote a lot of good series, but I think if you try and write more than you have to, an author has to be really careful if they try to write more than about a trilogy because. It gets really hard to follow if you do, do more. Um, I mean, McCaffrey wrote a number of different series. The Crystal Singer series. Um, oh, yeah, that was, I think that was like, was that three or four? That books? was three, I think. And then there I didn't some, like the third one, though. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't as good, but it's, I just never could get into the Acorna series. Uh, but I've been having well, what, real... Some of the Elemental Masters ones were good, and then some of them were just like, eh, whatever. Oh, I, gave, I tried the Elemental Masters series, and I bounced. I read them, but... <laughs> But they weren't as good as some of the other ones. I really like all of the Valdemar books. Um, yeah, except her latest ones. I couldn't even get into Beyond. I took it back. It was just kind of, I don't know. Maybe I should try it again, but. I started. I mean, it was okay. Like, it was better than, you know, it was better than the other ones. Like, I didn't have the same problems with it that I had with the other books. I think it was written better. But you know, I wasn't the characters sure. were just sort of okay, but yeah, you know, but I don't know. I just haven't found very many good books anymore, or good, much good anymore. I've given up on TV because all they seem to do now is have, as my sister said, the three B's bullets, blood, and bodies. You know, they have a lot of murder shows, but nothing else. And uh, frankly, I'm getting tired of murder 
mostly because we're getting a lot of them here now. I mean, I think I kind of feel like we're back in the 1930s with the drug or bootleggers and everything because we're having shootings almost every week. And we used to be a nice oh, quiet town. Oh, man. Yeah, parts of Portland are getting really messed up, too, because I don't know whose bright idea it was to defund the police department and get rid of the gang division or whatever. But, man, well, now they're not a good plan, folks. Well, I think the problem is that that they just, I, I think that they're getting the police from the military, and the military aren't intended to be policemen. Uh, and oh, I think that yeah. may be part of the, the problem. The two things don't really mix. Say again. No. <laughs> the two things do not usually mix, no. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, I was listening, they were talking, I, I was listening to the news, which is something I've almost stopped doing. And they were talking about these two kids got it, were at some kind of a game. It might've been a football game down in the South. And these two kids started shooting each at each other in the crowd. And then the cops show up. And what are the cops supposed to do? And now there's now the cops are on trial for firing their guns while these two kids were shooting at each other. And I just don't what? know what. That's yeah. all right. Oh, geez. Well, I mean, what do you do as a as a police officer? What do you do if you've got people shooting at each other and you're in a crowd? I don't think you should be on trial for that. <laughs> Well, I don't know what uh, you're supposed to do. I guess you could stun them or something. I don't know. That would well, you have to get fairly close for to use a taser. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and then you'd risk getting shot. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, I seems like a bad situation. And I feel really sorry for that lady and officer in Wisconsin that grabbed the wrong thing off her belt, and instead of having the taser, she had a gun. Oh, geez. And that's and why violence is best in books. Say yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, that's our books. And, you know, we just don't have any good solutions to people who have guns. And I don't want, I'm, I'm not a gun ban person, but I don't know what you do when high school kids are carrying guns around with them. Because if yeah, you pull a gun and happens. shoot it, it's not like getting in a fist fight. Right. No. Hey, I mean, we don't even think about that stuff here most of the time. It just never even comes up. It's crazy to see all the things that are happening in the rest of the world. Not that we're great either. We've got our own problems. But we're shooting. They're usually one of them. Well, yeah, it's crazy down here. I just noticed, you know, I used to go out and hunt crashed airplanes in the middle of the night because um, they planes carry a little beacon on them that goes off when they crash, but they also go off if you make a hard landing or whatever. We used to go out all the time after midnight to find these beacons. But I don't know that I'd go out now. Yeah. And, and look. Anyway, that's kind of off topic. They can edit all this out. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, that's right. This is being recorded, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Oh well, well forget it. They that'll, that'll be a job for somebody. <laughs> I don't. Even but know. I, I also am disappointed <laughs> with Beyond. I started it, and I don't know that I ever got into it, which really yeah. disappointed me because I was hoping. We'd have another. I really liked most of the Valdemar books. I know, me too. But I just cannot get into this beyond. Um, anyway, I don't have anything intelligent to say anymore. <laughs> uh, did, did anybody go to the Mystery Book Club meeting? 
I'm not no, sure I don't read mysteries. So. Oh, I, I read mysteries. I read everything. I just wondered <laughs> what the next book is. I'll have to send a message yeah, to Alan. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of different book clubs on accessibleworld.org. And there's like one that's, that's just called, I think it's still around, Banquet of Books. Is that still being run? I think so. And that's for, you know, people just recommend a bunch of like everything. So that's always good for new reads. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, you just recommend whatever you read. It's not even genre specific. So. Sure. I don't know. I'd like to go back well, to I'd like to go back to the books they wrote in the sixties, seventies, and eighties. Because it just seems like the past five or six years the books aren't as good hmm. as just, they used I'm, to be. Honestly, I'm finding the exact opposite. I'm finding there's so many books that I want to read that it's just overwhelming. Especially since I don't have like access to Bard or anything like that. I'm basically use Audible for most of the things. So it's like, okay, well, what book do I want to buy this year? This, this week or this month? Well, yeah, right. Like, like, I don't know. I, I, I actually, one thing I have to say about just regarding fantasy that I've really liked lately is like now that like other, you know, I guess other cultures are getting so prolific in the, you know, in the writing world, you're getting to see a lot of fantasy from different, you know, with different uh, cultural backdrops. And I think that's been really cool. Because it's not all the usual, you know, your, you know, Eastern European or European stuff anymore. There's like so many different cultures, you know, giving influence to fantasy now that it's becoming very interesting. Yeah, I like the. They talked about the book. Uh, the author's last name is Novik. She wrote a bunch of books about dragons. Uh, oh, Naomi Novik, yeah. Naomi Novik, and I don't remember. It takes place kind of in the 1800s, but it, they have dragons instead of just sailing ships. So they have an air force, but the air force is, the things aren't devices, they're dragons. Okay. And I, I enjoyed those, but... Uh, it's one of the reasons I haven't yeah, been it's, it's, participating in book things because I just can't find anything I want to read, particularly yeah. in mysteries. Um, but anyway, that's all I've read lately in fantasy. I may go back and reread the Voldemort series. Um yeah, those are always fun. I would have, you know, I was kind of hoping she'd fill in some of the gaps in the in the Voldemort series. Uh, but anyway, that's all I've got. So yeah, well, she might later, but yeah. Oh. Uh, I guess anyway. that's a wrap if we don't have any other comments. I have a question about people who have actually sure. read the uh, the Perrin series. What is the, like, what's the reading level and, like, the content level for it? Because my daughter's really into dragons uh, and things like that. And she's only eight, really so I don't know if that's really... Oh, okay. Well, I think they're... How old is your daughter? She's eight. Mm. So I don't know if they're quite. She's uh, she's reading the Wings of Fire series right now. That's her current one that she's working on. Uh, I would say well, her is it. probably for like uh, high school age. Yeah, kind of like what I was fifteen thinking. around there. Oh, okay, it's kind of what I thought, but probably that. I don't have anything to go on myself. Well, they're. You know, it depends on the mental age of your daughter. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. They're not, they're not filled with sex. There is I a mean, little. I mean, there's a little bit. Right. There is, well. Yeah. It's, there's romance, I think, unless you get into the mating habits of dragons, but I don't think you hit that very <laughs> often. 
But, no. Um, the best book for that age, I think, are the Dragon Drums, Dragon Song, and Dragon Center Singer. Oh, that's true. Yeah, is that a trilogy? Kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's. Oh. Uh, I mean, basically, or, yeah, it's not. It's, yeah. Or is that like three different series? Is... No, no there um, are three different books. No. Oh, okay. Um, basically, there are there's a group of people that are supposedly teachers, and they they actually are kind of bards. They go around and teach by singing ballads and such not. And the dragons, they're called, what are they called? I can't remember Harpers? what. Har yeah. Harpers. And this co covers the educational process for Harpers. They have two, two stories about a girl who wants to be a, one of these Harpers. And her dad doesn't want her to. And it, des it describes her adventures. And then the last one is about a boy who is, a, is also training to be a harper. And just as he's getting ready to take part in this big production, his voice changes and it discusses his adventures. I don't, I don't think that I don't think there's anything I would find objectionable for an eight-year-old. I don't know. There's no, there aren't any, isn't much what I would consider sex or violence, particularly. Nothing that I'm going to have to try to sit down and explain to her. I don't think so. One moment where like the Harper and the other person sort of like, have a thing for each other but it's like one sentence and oh, like it's just kind of weird it's like okay <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah no that's, that doesn't bother me in the least okay and there yeah, is no, there is a recommended order i mean well those three books could probably be read on their own but i would still say they're more like 10 to 12 uh would be a good age for those three yeah maybe yeah, They're think, certainly yeah. higher level than the dragon, uh, the Wings of Fire series. Okay. Well, well I've never read she, the wing, Wings of Fire, so I'll have to look that one up. She seems to really enjoy it. And I, haven't, I haven't heard much of it myself. What I've heard seems like it's pretty okay, though. And I mean, I'm not. We're not super conservative or anything, so I mean, there's there's some leeway as long as I know what she's getting into, I probably would read it first just to see what it is. But generally speaking, I'm well, not. I, th right. I think that most of them were just adventures. Right. More than anything yeah. else. You know, it's, you know, they're the first three. And I know you said you don't get barred, but the first. They've got to be an audible. Oh, oh, I'm sure they, I know they are. Oh, I'm sure they are. And, I have um, and I'm trying to remember. Let's see. What are the ones? There's Dragon Flight, Dragon Quest, and the White Dragon are the first three books in the trilogy, or in the first three books yeah. in the series. Okay. And I would kind of recommend those because they do give you kind of a view of the. Of the, the way whole, things Yeah, works. the series, yeah. Hmm. And okay. in fact, the primary heroine in the first book is a woman. Okay, that's always good. Yeah, um, Dragon Flight, yeah. So I found them quite enjoyable, and I even remember reading Dragon Flight in Analog Magazine, so... <laughs> Oh, in cool. the 60s. So, oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, they yeah, I really liked that book when I was... But I don't think it was eight. I think it was, like, over 15 or something. But... but anyway. Good. Well, thank you for those. I will see... I will see what I can find. And they kind of, you know... 
they call them science fiction, but I think the only reason they call them science fiction is they take place on another planet. Oh, yeah. Honestly, the whole balance between science fiction and fantasy, they're so, it's really hard to just lump them in together. Like fantasy is like, it's such a wide ranging genre that just saying something is fantasy is kind of not very helpful anyway, anymore. Well, it kind of gets confusing when you get into things like, well, with these dragon rider books, they take place on another planet. Right. That, well, that way makes, and that, I think that's, that's why they got classified as science fiction. Huh. Well, um, most fantasy takes place in a different world, so that's kind of silly. I know, so that's kind of weird. <laughs> Middle Earth. They don't, they don't really get into the science fiction part of it until you get into like, oh, Dragon's Dawn, which is how, yeah, how everything starts. That's that's yeah, science, science fiction, fiction. yeah. And then mm -hmm. all the Weirs of Fern is also science fiction. I heard about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. Because of it. But. Um, yeah, but other than those two, it's not really. Oh, that's okay. Science fiction doesn't bother us. Even if it does, I would even if it avoid was. with anything that was written by Todd McCaffrey, though. Because those are so time traveling. They're just confusing. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I read, like, you know, a couple of trilogies anyway, because the characters were kind of interesting, but. Yeah, they're not, I wouldn't really recommend them. They're just kind of annoying. <laughs> you even like time travel, so that says a lot. Well. Yeah. <laughs> There's too, much, too much. It's like the, every solution to every problem is time travel, and that just gets lame after book two. Yes. Yeah, and I think there were like two trilogies written. Hmm. Yeah, in, right. In time travel. At least two, yeah. And, you know... All most of the others are just good adventure stories, but I just these ones by Todd McCaffrey are just they just don't seem to have much adventure or as much adventure. But the yeah, primary they kind of do, but it's it's watered down. It's not the same quality. Yeah. Now the only, they do might have a redeeming thing for your daughter is that the primary character in all of them are women. Um, it's always nice to see. I imagine that was really unusual for that time period too. I mean, nowadays there's a lot of female heroines, which is great. But back in the day, they definitely didn't see it nearly as much. Well, well, by the time he took over, it was like 2000 something. So, yeah. Ah. It, okay. it completely depends on which ones you read. For example, the Renegades of Pern, one of the bad guys is a woman. Oh, that's um, interesting. Well, that happens. Um, yeah. Sometimes women go bad, too. And um, I just regard the most of the early ones as good adventure stories. Hmm. Uh, with a little bit of politics thrown in, but uh, anyway. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks everybody for all your recommendations. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I should probably uh, go. I have an NFB meeting to get to. <laughs> an NFB? An NFB? NFB. Oh, good. Federation okay. of the Blind, but I'm late because I keep missing okay. their meeting time. It's really annoying. Well, that's rude. So they can okay, just well. chill. <laughs> well, who has an NFB meeting this late in the night anyway? Shame on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, nice talking to you, Julia, and meeting the rest of you people. I hope everybody has a good yeah. Week. Thanks. The series I would recommend yeah, for I guess your I'll daughter. See everyone oh. is. Um, the first Valdemar series, Arrow, Arrow's Flight, Arrow's Fall, and the Arrows oh, of the Queen. Oh, yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, I've actually read Arrows of the Queen, come to think of it. I remember reading that years ago. I, I mean, I like those of kind of books. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, I think it's we ought to shut down anyway. Yeah. So. Well, thanks, everyone. All right. Have a good okay. night.
Thank have you. a good evening, everybody. Bye. Good day. Good night, guys. Thank you. Bye. 1971 asterisk asterisk menu extras zoom.us menu extra menu bar apple app about this system prep zoom about zoom apple menu 10 items about this mac about this mac closing menu mute my audio button quit zoom system dialog system dialog cancel button give feedback leave meeting default